The weekend's finally here. Almost. We still got the sports pen for you on Friday afternoon. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Steve from the Mining Journal here. What's up, Ryan? Not much. It is, however, it is the best time of the week. You got to look forward to that. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is, because I get in my work week with you, and you make me laugh in our last segment. We have the Friday funnies. A lot of going on this weekend, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun week up here in the UP. We had Northern Tech basketball last night. We've got hockey tonight and tomorrow. We've got high school playoffs. The boys are in full swing. The girls start this uh, coming, coming week. week yep. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's. Uh, I like to see the most exciting time, I think, in this this type of year in the UP because there's a lot of different sports. I mean, I think, like, Football, uh, the fall sports are kind of spread out a little more, whereas mm. everything's smashed together with high school basketball, high school hockey, and NMU's two sports, big sports, trying to wrap it up. So, it, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you if you want your sports fixed in the UP, it's like these next two three weeks are probably the best. I tell you what, this is how my week has gone. Earlier, I slipped on a patch of ice, dislocated a rib, got it fixed. Drove to Manistique and Kingsford this week. Had a couple of trips there. Three games been prepping for. Yesterday, it came to be that I planned on talking about Kyler Murray and his measurements in the show. And then I have to redo a little bit of show prep because I find out Jason Witten is coming out of retirement three hours before I hit the air. And then one hour before I hit the air, find out that Bryce Harper has a new team, that he signed a deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. So I'm scrambling yesterday while trying to prepare and get on the road to go to Kingsford and get game prep and whatnot done, trying to redo my show prep on the fly. So I've taken some time. I've taken you know about 24 hours or so and uh, got familiar, thought about it, chewed on the situation regarding Harper and Witten. So now I can come at the audience with informed takes today because my audience deserves that. All right. I respect the listeners <laughs> enough not to babble on about things that I don't know anything about, which, by the way, did you hear Stephen A. attempt to talk about the MLB today? Stephen A. needs to stick to the NBA. Yes, because if he tries to do anything other than the NBA, it's a tough He'll story. He'll come up with players that are no longer in the league or not on the teams that they're you know that he thinks they're on it's a mess he says that he's so glad that the yankees didn't make this deal for bryce harper although they made something fairly similar to john carlos stanton i'd rather have harper than stanton wouldn't you i would but i think harper's really overpaid oh very overpaid. <laughs> i mean this deal no one's worth 330 million dollars i mean what's mike trout gonna get next year uh, at least 400, right? You could cross past the 400 mark. I would I think. think it has to be at least 400 if Bryce Harper is getting 330. And 13 years is the thing with no opt-out, no buyout. I mean, I know he's a great talent, but was this worth it? If Another side note, if you're choosing between sports, go with baseball, kids. Mm-hmm. Because baseball will get you paid much more than you will for a football guy. Kyler, Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah. Pay attention, man. I know people are thinking football's your sign, but you had to deal with the A's. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe go back in that direction. You'll probably have a longer career as well. Do it for the money. Pick baseball over football. Do it over basketball as well because there's no cap in baseball where there is to basketball. Yeah, you can roll in the – I mean – Probably not going to get three hundred million dollars, but you know, unless you're that good, yeah, unless you're that good, and Bryce Harper isn't that good, but uh, he's a phenomenal player. But now we're three hundred million. It, uh, I, I was wondering what would be the sucker team that actually mm-hmm. does it, and uh, 
Philadelphia is going like all in. They're going to try to get Trout. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. <laughs> you already threw a bunch of money on one star. You th- do you think two stars of that caliber are going to want to play on the same exactly. team together? I mean, they're they don't they're not overtly egotistical, Mm-mm. but you're the leader of the team. Do you want to share leadership duties? I mean, you look. I mean, look back at the Shaq and Kobe days. They hated each <laughs> other. I mean, just and. Uh, they were good enough to win titles, but there was so much infighting. It's like it wasn't able to last. So, I no, I don't think they're going to get Mike Trout. But uh, if they're willing to pay that much money for Bryce Harper, go for it, I guess. I tell you what, uh, Bryce Harper is in a tough situation himself because, you know, I don't know if Rachel Zerby's listening or not. So if she is, close your ears, cover your ears just for a second. Philadelphia fans are vicious. And everyone goes through slumps, no matter how good you are. And once Bryce Harper goes through his first slump, those fans are going to turn on him so quickly, and there's no going anywhere for him. I mean, he's locked in there until he's 39 years old, and he's going to be expected to produce triple crown numbers until he's 39. And, let's see, uh, 13-year deal. If the Phillies make the playoffs less than 10 of those seasons, that's going to make those fans pretty unhappy. I mean, I would say Philly, New York, and Boston are probably the most demanding fan bases out mm-hmm. there. I mean, you got to be prepared for heat. As soon as you start to get into a slump, they're going to come at you. And uh, I'll say it, um, as a member of the media, they're not much better out there. No. I mean, they're going to speculate, you know, is this the end and all that kind of jazz. So, yeah. Uh, he's in a much different situation, and uh, but he's getting a lot of money, so I don't really have any sympathy for him. I mean, he's making $25.4 million a year, but he hit two fifty in a contract year. I mean, can you imagine? There was a time at one point where we debated who was better between Harper and Trout. Well, like, we debated who was the greatest in baseball. There was a time when people actually did that, and now... You know, you got the Prim De La Prim playing for the Angels for now. We yeah. don't know where he's going to end up, but... Uh, but there was actually a debate whether Harper or Trout are on the same level as each other, and they're just not. And, I mean, this is a Philadelphia fan base is not only demanding. I mean, they're vicious. Minnesota Millie, remember her, like the 100-year-old Viking fan when they played for a trip to yeah. the Super Bowl? And the fans are like, you know, whatever, F you, Millie. I mean, that, that's horrible. I mean, these fans are going to turn on him so quickly and call him a bust based on the amount of money that he's getting if he doesn't produce. Yeah, it uh, <laughs> intense would be a good way to describe them. I, I was in the Super Bowl festi- st- the festivities, you know, two years ago. I went down in Minneapolis, where I'm from, and uh, there's a bunch of Eagles fans, and we're, I was wondering, who's going to be more obnoxious, <laughs> New England fans or Philly fans? And it was about a good mix. Um, uh, <laughs> both extremely vo- vocal and had felt the need to jump into everything and give their thoughts. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there will be, for folks who don't know, um, in the Mall of America, there is, uh, and I think for every Super Bowl, they pick a big area and it's called radio row or and uh it's where a lot of the tv cameras end up going and they 
broadcast shows mm-hmm. from that area, the Mall of America. They try to get their own little segment out there. And how many fans went behind the broadcasters and started screaming for no apparent reason? I mean, now I'm okay with them doing it to Doug Gottlieb because yeah. I can't I can't stand him. No and uh, it was. That was hilarious, and Blake Froling thought it was the coolest thing when I told him about it on the show. But uh, it just—it was—it was just bizarre. And uh, he's going to be in for a rude awakening. DC fans aren't friendly by any means either, but compared to Philly fans, they're pretty mild. Could you imagine a Boston native, a Philadelphia fan, and a Minnesotan getting into an argument? Just think of what that would sound like. I mean, what they would fight about is one thing. Think what it would sound like. Bizarre. Yes. The mix of all those accents in there would be kind of funny. It depends on where you'd get it out of the Minnesota accent. Like, if you got someone from northern Minnesota, it'd be a hoot. But if you get someone from the <laughs> cities, city, uh, Minneapolis, it's so uh, cosmopolitan, you don't really have a whole lot of straight-up accents. You don't get the Fargo accent necessarily right. when you're in Minneapolis. you got to get outside the area, especially if you go to the Iron Range. Well, I was up in Duluth this summer. Yeah, yeah. you're, you're going to hear it a lot more. But uh, you get someone from northern Minnesota and a Boston and Philadelphia person, yeah, they're, uh, that's going to be a fun conversation. You throw in, like, a New Jersey, New oh, York boy. guy, yeah. that would be, uh, be really entertaining. Tell you what, Bryce Harper is now the owner of the largest contract in American professional sports. Not the highest paid player for a specific sport, but he has the largest contract. Here are the other largest contracts for the other major sports. Tell me if any of these surprise you. Russell Wilson in the end, uh, excuse me, Russell Westbrook in the NBA with 207 million. Matt Ryan with 150 in the NFL. Alex Ovechkin at 124 in the NHL. Ovechkin doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Maybe Crosby would, you know, be the argument that you could make there. Mm-hmm. Um, I Matt Ryan's a little bit, yeah, you know, because uh, he doesn't have a Super Bowl. <laughs> 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 you know, it. Uh, I could maybe should have had one. He should have had one by all logic, <laughs> you know, but he, uh, you know, didn't get it. So it's. Uh, I just, I don't know. It I, Rogers, I can see throwing that money after. Mm-hmm. I can see throwing it after Brady or Peyton Manning or, like, guys who have proven themselves. Mm-hmm. But Matt Ryan had a pretty good career, but yeah. he's not, like, a Hall of Famer, <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. That one shocks me a little bit. Ryan Stieg is in the studio with us. So the Bryce Harper news trending, that's been what's been breaking around baseball. I tell you what, he's missed a lot of at-bats in spring training already, so I don't know what he's going to look like out of the gate. He wasn't impressive last season, and they are expecting triple crown numbers from him. I don't know what you expect out of Bryce Harper this season. I really don't. He's probably going to start a little slow. That's what I'm Um, I'm wondering uh, now. uh, I mean, I think he's going to get into his groove eventually, but it just... I wouldn't be surprised first month of the year if he's going to start some rust, some show some rust, mm-hmm. and uh, Philly fans start to give him, you know, the business basically. So, uh, I, I don't know. It's, I, it's, it's hard to predict how good he's going to do. the The worst he could do is really be far below expectations right. this year. Like we're talking. Can't hit three hundred. Can't like last it. year. Yeah, yeah. If he if he underachieves like he did last season, or potentially even does worse, you yeah. know, can't hit two fifty. Can't you know like barely scratches the thirty <laughs> home run mark. You know, like it just 
he can't afford to have a bad season. In the short term, it should work out really well for the Phils, but what if it doesn't? Like, what are the Phils expecting as a team for, like, a team accomplishment? Are they expecting to win the division this year, to win a postseason series, 90 games? I mean, what's a realistic expectation that Philly fans should have? Well, they expect to win every year. Yeah, so, they do. Uh, so, but a realistic expectation was probably a playoff berth, mm-hmm. um, maybe a division title, yeah. but they don't have the weapons to go far. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have, you got to have the pitching, you got to have the hitting, you got to have everything in place if you're going to win a World Series, and uh, they don't have it yet. Give it a little time, maybe mm-hmm. they can get to that point, but not yet. I saw a projected batting order for them. And it looks really good, one through four, maybe one through five, but then they got some holes to fill toward the bottom of that lineup. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a top – it's good to have top hitters, but, you know, you need your five, six, seven guys to contribute to. And mm-hmm. if you're not going to have that, you're going to run into some walls, especially in uh, especially in shorter series. I mean, you have a long season, you can make up for that, but if you're playing a five-game series – you got to have guys contribute in really quickly. So I I can see them making the playoffs. I can see them maybe win the division. But after that, it's a real question mark. Their first road trip is to D.C. They play D.C. in the first weekend of the regular season. Circle that one on your calendar. And uh, probably a televised game, I would imagine. I would imagine. Yeah. That'll be some good TV. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's per- I could see that being like a big ratings thing oh, for, yeah. uh, for uh, and not just Philly and the Washington area but pretty much nationally uh, I don't know what do you think the reception he's going to get in DC in DC probably not going to put up a video tribute for uh, are him. we are we doing a uh, a John Tavares <laughs> kind of reception <laughs> like he got in New York wow like uh, <laughs> I'm Which not, is probably let's just say I'm not going to be optimistic. Yeah, uh, I I don't think it's going to go that far because he's not going to Long Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, oh man, that was brutal yesterday, and uh, <laughs> I I haven't seen that kind of reception for an opposing <laughs> player in a long time, man. Ugh. Ryan Stieg from the Mining Journal with us. We owe you our first time out. When we come back, we're breaking down Northern Michigan and Michigan Tech. The rivalry continues in a big way over the past few days. And into the weekend, next in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Danner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Thanks for being with us as uh, we wind you down to the weekend. It's going to be a fun one. I need this week. I tell you, I was so out of gas today, Ryan. I... Went without coffee a few days ago. Big mistake. I made sure to bring some coffee in today, and I just ran out of gas around noon today. I went home over my noon hour, took a nap, had a stress dream, and I came back. and I had, A stress dream. <laughs> then, I, then I ate mac and cheese by myself at my desk. That's what I did for my lunch hour. Aww. I was tired. I am tired. Well, that's got to be lonely. Well, I mean, I wasn't going to... I wasn't going to share mac and cheese, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, like, eating by yourself, I mean, that's kind of... Well, what else am I going to eat with? Yeah. Jim's busy working, and Tom was out doing Tom stuff. Find someone to work Find to someone to... With. Okay, next time, I'll call you. You can come over and share okay. the mac and cheese. Oh, okay, okay. We don't ever have to share. I might even just bring my own food. Good deal. Good, because good, I probably wouldn't... I like mac and cheese a I lot. like mac and cheese. It's my I favorite. A lot of time, but... So, 
Either way, we've got Northern Michigan and Michigan Tech athletics to break down. They played in basketball last night up in Houghton. They ended the regular season with each other. That's a tough one for the Northern women. They that have was a chance, their chance. Yeah, to win the conference division title and get the three seed the conference tournament. Can't get it done. Lose 60-55 to 55 on the road against their rival as they get set to go into the tournament as the four seed. And bad mistakes. Yeah. I mean, I was watching, you know, I got to watch the uh, the second half. I uh, was doing other stuff, so I missed the first half. But I watched, and Amber Hubner first had a great night. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. she usually comes off the bench and had 17 points, career high for the former Reddit. That's, yeah. that's pretty big for her. But it was really uncharacteristic bad plays they made sloppy passes they turned the ball over especially down the stretch i mean they're trying to set up like some final plays and they basically throw it to tech a couple times they get the ball stolen it's just i don't know if they panicked or what but uh they didn't look good they had a chance to win the north slip through their fingers they still got a home game they're going to host ferris Next week, which is interesting enough because the men are going to Ferris in the first round, so how that worked out. But, uh, yeah, it's a winnable game, and uh, I think Northern's going to do well. But it just, you know, Troy Matson said in the press conference, and I put in my preview, that he thought that was a great opportunity for them. Northern hasn't won a conference title and regular season title um, in a long time. And that was, it was right there for the taking, and they it fell apart for them, and uh, that was really disappointing. But they have a chance to make up for it Tuesday when they host Ferris State. Tell me what to expect from Ferris when they come to town. Um, just a good battle. I mean, the the Gliac is just really good this year. Um, I mean, obviously there's four teams at the top that are the favorites, but uh, teams can catch fire, and uh, you know if people forgot ferris and northern had a double overtime match a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago and uh northern prevailed came from behind it was troy matson's 200th win yeah. which he kind of shrugged off <laughs> that's that it, troy yeah and didn't really matter to him but uh i don't know if it's gonna go double overtime mm-hmm. but expect a battle it's gonna come down to the end and uh Northern can't afford to fall apart like they did against Tech. They're going to have to be good from start to finish. But uh, if you're going to go to it, it's going to be a good one. Well, you mentioned the men are going to travel to Ferris to open up the GLIAC tournament. They couldn't have really asked for much better of a send-off to the conference tournament as they thumped their rivals last night. Yeah, it was, uh, it was disappointing. Bill Saul talked about how they were hoping to host a playoff game, and had they won just once last week, had they beaten Grand Valley or finished off the upset to Davenport, they probably would be hosting a game this week. It didn't happen, so now they're going on the road as the fifth seed um, against Ferris, who, you know, this kind of been the thorn for uh, Northern the last couple of years, but uh, they dominated Tech. I mean, they they've, when Tech came to town, Earlier in the year, you know, Tech got off to the great start, and Northern had to battle back and eventually prevailed, but Northern just looked really good. There's probably a little bit of a frustration there that they should be hosting a game, and they're not, and they want to make up for it, so I, I was just really impressed. And four guys finishing double figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Naba led the way, but Isaiah and Sam Taylor and, you know, um, Troy Summers contributed. Miles Howard did I can't remember, like eight blocks yeah. or something like that. It just, 
he had a good performance. They're, they're just looking really good right now, and uh, I'm sure Ferris is probably not the matchup they want to get, mm-hmm. but they're playing well enough after the game that they had against Tech that they could really, they could really give a good fight to Ferris. And they and, played them well last And time. they have. They played them well both times. Uh, I think uh, you don't want to say it's going to be a win, but I wouldn't be surprised that if they pulled the upset down there. Well, I tell you what, hockey gets set to close the regular yeah. season this weekend at Houghton tonight and then home tomorrow. Final games before the GLIAC tournament. Still a lot to be decided. I had Grant on the show earlier this week, and, you know, he knows what's at stake. He knows they're going to have to get a little help if they want to get that two seed, but window's still open if they can take care of business. It, uh, they To get home ice, if they win tonight, they're going to be really secure there. I think uh, I, it, it, they're controlling their own thing tonight, really. If they win their game, they're going to look good. But as far as getting a two seed or climb the standings mm-hmm. and uh, be a little more secure, they're going to need Bowling Green to stumble. They're going to need to at least get one win this weekend. It... Uh, I'm feeling positive after that Lake State series. Mm-hmm. I think if they had looked bad there, they weren't going to get home ice, and you probably wonder how far they're going to get in the playoffs, but they looked sharp. Um, we'll see how they go tonight. If they looked reasonably good, even if they even if they somehow lose, if they look good and they just you know came up a little short, I think you can stay positive, but... Uh, they can't afford to look bad. Yeah, you want to go in with some momentum, and I think a, if Tech were to sweep them, that would really suck all the <laughs> excitement that they had of last mm-hmm. weekend. And uh, although it's kind of appropriate, wouldn't you think, if you're looking for playoff positioning, that you're playing your rival for oh, the absolutely chance to do it? it is. Yeah, it creates a better atmosphere. I'm sure it's going to be loud in the Barry on Saturday. It usually is for the rivalry series. So. Uh, I'm excited to see that atmosphere. Grant Petoni's never won as head coach at Michigan Tech. Help. It's been a tough place to play. What makes it such a tough environment? I think it's just, it's first you're going into your rival's arena, and, you know, it's going to affect you in some way. Um, but I don't know. It's just sometimes arenas are a jinx to you. Um, mm-hmm. You look even at the pros. Some really great athletes, there's always that one place that they struggle. I mean, you look at Brett Favre, for the first part of his time with the Packers, he couldn't win in the Metrodome. No. Yeah, he just, and they readily admitted it. I mean, he'd do great against Lambeau in the, in the Vikings, but then he'd say, like, I can't win when I go to Min- when I have to play in Minnesota. So it's, sometimes it's just that thing. Now, a couple of years ago, Northern won in Houghton um, under Walt Kyle. Mm. So... They can do it. It's just it didn't happen last year. It hasn't happened this year. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm expecting a good game, though. It's not going to be a – this isn't going to be a blowout tonight. Oh, I tell you what, you mentioned earlier Bowling Green, if they were to stumble, it could leave the door open for Mi- uh, Northern Michigan. And they stumbled enough last week in the sense that the latest bracketology uh, and pairwise comparisons that came out yesterday noted – their stumble last week as a reason why they were denied an at-large bid, at least in bracketology, 
for the second straight week. They've been up there for the previous two editions. As of right now, the WCHA and the Big Ten each are only going to send one team to the tournament. And the thing is with bracketology is I really ignore it. I, I don't... I mean, it's interesting in its own way, but it just... Until you get to the postseason... I mean, the top, like, eight teams are pretty much guaranteed. Mm -hmm. But after that, you're kind of on the bubble, especially if you're, like, 12 through 16. Mm -hmm. So you can look good going in the playoffs, but if you lose, (laughs) you know, in your first game or your first weekend, your hopes might go out the window. So I focus on it to see what what teams look secure and, you know, so you can eliminate some of the playoff some of the tournament positioning but i just i disregard it until i at least get past the first weekend because a lot can change there so it's fun a little bit but i don't know it's just i know things have changed i've seen teams who probably don't look like they're going to make it in then there's three or four upsets in conference tournaments and they somehow leapfrog you know the teams that look like they're going to get in i tell you what uh, Bowling Green is one of the last four out as it stands right now. They're third among the teams in the last four that are left out of the tournament. UMass Lowell is in there as well. And then a pair of Big Ten teams are the first two teams left out. Notre Dame and Penn State just so happen to be playing each other this weekend in South Bend, Indiana. And if you're the Big Ten Conference, unless there's an upset and Ohio State doesn't win the conference tournament, You probably don't care which of those teams wins this weekend, but you need whoever it is to sweep so that you can get multiple teams in the tournament. That would be, if they only get one team into the tournament, it would be a massive underachievement Mm -hmm. because the Big Ten was seen as the team that, the, the conference that could win a national title. I mean, people are talking about Ohio State, and good reason, but... Michigan was supposed to have a good year. Yep. Notre Dame is going to be slightly down, but people are thinking a tournament team. Penn State is a tournament team. It looked like they could get three, potentially four teams. Yeah. If they only get one after having three teams in the Frozen Four last year, it's going to look really bad, and people are going to think it's it was a fluke season yeah. for them. And uh, in my opinion, last year was a fluke season for Ohio State because mm. they looked horrendous against Duluth. But... I'm not sold on them, and I, I don't know. There's I have friends who cover the Big Ten, and they will tell me, "Oh, you, the, this team is legit." I'm like, I have my doubts. You know, you said they were legit last year, and they completely look fell apart at the Frozen Four. I don't buy it quite yet. I need to, I need to see how they do in the conference. They're playing Michigan State tonight. Michigan's got Wisconsin. And the worst thing Notre Dame or Penn State could do for each other is split the series. Somebody needs to sweep so that they can get multiple teams in the tournament. Otherwise, the Big Ten is likely going to go from a a conference that sent three to the Frozen Four last year to just one to the NCAA tournament this season. And it could be quite a bounce-back year for the NCHC also. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there's... um, and Duluth looks secu- is going to be secure. St. Cloud is going to be secure. I mean, North Dakota's maybe in there. I, I mean, they're just the, the Denver looks like they're going to get into. So it's like how one conference went downhill and the other one, you know, improved a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, uh, qu- quite a change in the span of just one season. Kind of foreshadowing that the one team from that conference that made the Frozen Four was the one that won the Frozen Four, beating the other three Big Tens. Yeah, kind of bizarre. But, uh, you know, and uh, 
it's really a question mark on who wins the national title. I mean, mm-hmm. you can have an idea of who's going to be in the Frozen Four, but things happen in the tournament all the time. Mm-hmm. You can have just one bad game, and your season's over. I mean, that happens to Minnesota State a lot. And uh, for me, it's a little bit of a chuckle because people get hyped up on the Mavericks so much, and then they still have... Yeah, 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 it, yeah it, they, you know, they can not show up in the NCAA tournament and uh I don't I think they're going to get that first win in the tournament this year cuz they're so good yeah. but you know, I'm not sure if I buy them as a national title Not if they get yet. shut out yeah. by Alaska. Not yeah, not if that happens. Um so we'll have to see uh the conference tournaments are always interesting and uh we'll see how Northern does. I thought Northern was going to have a really good season. I picked them to finish second. I thought you know, potential conference winner. Uh, I, it, it, you know, and Phil Ballou said it, it's been a rough season. It's been a frustrating one because I think their expectations are really high. And they've maybe to a slight, they, they've underachieved a little bit during the season. However, they could make up for it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they surprised a lot of people last year, won two series, came close to making the NCAA tournament. All you need is just a little hot streak. If they were to sweep Tech and just start rolling, they could make the NCAA tournament. And uh, we'll see how the pairwise shakes out after the first round of the playoffs. Uh, That could be fun. We owe you a break, but last thing before we do so, sticking with college hockey, put the fishing touches on it. If you're Bob Motzko, do you regret leaving St. Cloud for Minnesota this year because something that was unfathomable to think, let alone say, five years ago? was Arizona State is going to make the NCAA tournament in hockey and Minnesota's not. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if he's regretting it, but uh, I'm sure there's something in the back of my his mind thinking, hmm. I could be <laughs> contending for a national title I could this be, year. Yeah, I could be making the Frozen Four this year instead of missing the tournament. So, Ryan Steig for the Mining Journal with us. We will take our time out as we're just past the bottom of the hour. When we come back, the AAF looking into possible expansion, and they have a short list of cities who could be getting an alliance team. Next in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Danner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Here is your Sports Center update. The Ottawa Senators have fired head coach Guy Boucher. Assistant coach Mark Crawford will take over on an interim basis. Ohio State has suspended star post player Caleb Wasson indefinitely for what they say is a violation of athletic department policy. Wesson is averaging 15.7 rebounds a game. Both are team best. The Buckeyes visit 14th ranked Purdue tomorrow. And finally, law enforcement officials in Kentucky are currently recruiting individuals willing to get drunk in exchange for money. The Department of Criminal Justice in Richmond, Kentucky, want to give cadets at the local police training academy practice conducting field sobriety tests on real drunk people. So in addition to their choice of vodka, rum, or bourbon, participants will receive $100 and a free meal. You think they're going to have trouble filling those spots? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they want to test on real drunk people. So, and I mean, it's not even beer. It's the big stuff. Bourbon, vodka, rum. Bring out the big guns. Yeah, not messing around. Wow. Really. <laughs> so I guess that's one way to get your cadets ready. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Danner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you once again. The AAF 
few weeks ago, there were rumors that came out saying the league might fold. Uh, others have said that that was grossly over-exaggerated. Either way, it's pretty much owned by the Carolina Hurricanes right now. It makes me pretty sure the XFL is never going to last if the AAF comes this close to folding after one week. And they put out a pretty decent product. They have a great TV deal, but there's going to be no way the XFL will survive if the AAF's not. But the AAF must be okay because they just released a short list of possible expansion cities. They're looking at maybe expanding past eight teams. How much of that is kind of like a PR kind of thing? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like to speculate on that. I want to be optimistic mm. about it. Because uh, if, I, if Des Moines, Iowa wasn't on their short list, <laughs> I probably would be a little more pessimistic about it. But I'm optimistic because I want Des Moines to get a pro sports team. And Des Moines, Iowa is one of the teams on the AF short list that is being considered for an expansion franchise, along with Columbus, Ohio, Dayton, Ohio, Oklahoma City, Portland, Louisville, Kentucky, Omaha, Nebraska, Dayton, did I say Dayton, Ohio already? Yeah, you did. Okay. And Albuquerque, New Mexico. So those are the possible franchise expansion cities. Go through them one more time. I'm going to tell you which ones are probably going to work out. (laughs) You've got Albuquerque, Columbus, Dayton, Des Moines, Louisville, Oklahoma City, Omaha, and Portland. I can see a couple of them i can see columbus going well i can see maybe portland catching on because they really embrace soccer out there so if you if you and the trailblazers are still popular so if you you know kind of build that connection maybe something will happen but uh dayton i'm gonna say no albuquerque albuquerque (laughs) uh weirdly though their their triple a ball club is insanely popular there so uh who knows? But uh, that wouldn't be the first city on my list, and no. I wouldn't think Omaha either. No. Yeah, but uh, Oklahoma City maybe. There's a lot of football fans out there. I can see it. They have an NBA franchise. Yeah. I mean, why not? But uh, I don't know. I just wouldn't you want to fix your problems first exactly. before you want to think about expanding? I mean, they're not in a position to expand, but they're looking at it anyway that's their short list anyway and again yeah a few of those will probably work out columbus i could see doing well up there i don't know how far north they do want to go the only thing that worries me about portland if they try to go up there i think that would be the most logical city based on the demographics and what have you but they're close enough to canada up there isn't there a canadian team in like bc or something the bc lions bc lions yeah they would I don't know if that would affect them at all, if they'd be splitting fans. I know people were worried about that with uh, Seattle expanding in the NHL with them against Vancouver, but it doesn't seem to be a problem there, so maybe it wouldn't for the AAF either. I don't think it's going to be a problem with any CFL stuff. Mm. I, uh, maybe there's enough Seahawks fans that can translate over you know, into Portland, but I don't know. I. <laughs> And as far as the XFL goes, I think the XFL was a joke last <laughs> time, and I think it's going to be a joke this time. It just, it, it's, it, why would something that failed so miserably, why would you go back to that? Mm-hmm. It seems just weird. And if the AAF can't, like you said, if the AAF can't survive, what makes the XFL think it's going to happen either? Because their whole marketing shtick last time was. We're different football. We're more extreme. Mm-hmm. We cause injuries that could easily be prevented. You know, like the guy. I mean, remember when they did like instead of doing kickoffs, they threw the ball downfield <laughs> and had two guys go chase after it. Some guy's season ended because he like separated his shoulder or something doing that. So it's just 
and then they had the black album. By the way, if you ever watch the Thirty for Thirty on it, it's pretty entertaining. They, you know, they finally had a good game. And a blackout happened, and they lost the feed, and any hopes of getting any viewers back, you know, just disappeared. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a mess. Let me ask you this. Possible expansion cities for the AAF. What if they went to a city that had lost an NFL franchise, like St. Louis? You think they'd be supported there? Uh... Well, they weren't really that supportive of the Rams, <laughs> so I, uh, maybe. Well, didn't, like, Baltimore, when the Colts left, didn't, like, the CFL throw a franchise out there and called it, like, the Baltimore Colts? Hey, I might have to double-check. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder. Yeah, I heard that, so, uh, and... <laughs> what about some of these cities that even, you go way back in the day, that, you know, were some of the original NFL franchises, like Canton, Ohio? You think that a city with that much football history would be okay with an AF? Uh, affiliate maybe i don't hey you know duluth had a franchise way yeah. back then you know bring back the duluth eskimos yeah they ended up becoming the chicago bears yeah so why not you know <laughs> decatur illinois had yes. a franchise you know why not go that route i mean if decatur illinois gets one before des moines <laughs> iowa there's something will be upset on. yeah i don't know where they'll play in des moines iowa i guess drake stadium they've got drake university there but <laughs> You'd have to build something. You'd really. have to build a stadium. Yeah, I. It'd be an interesting idea. No, yeah. but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, go a little bit farther north for the AF. I mean, yeah. like what? What investment does somebody from the UP have in a league that doesn't Anywhere, go farther yeah. north than Memphis? Yeah, it. Uh, the whole weather thing. I mean, like football's kind of a cold weather sport. You know, why not embrace it by throwing some more northern teams in there? But. League has to survive before it expands. Let's focus on that. That's what they need to do first. And because they did it with San Diego, they lost their NFL team, so they went to a uh, to a city that lost their team. If yeah. Oakland becomes open, maybe mm-hmm. they put an AF team there. Yeah, it's. You always wonder how much passion they're going to still have because there's there's always a lot of anger when mm-hmm. a team leaves and. Do you just want to disregard and forget about football or the sport that left and just move on? Or do you kind of latch on to what's this extra, this new gift? You know, it's like, it's like a consolation prize. Mm-hmm. It's like, here, you lost the grand prize, the franchise you love so much, but here's a gift certificate. <laughs> well, the thing is, once those players are good enough, yeah. they're just going to go to the NFL. Yeah, exactly. It just... I don't know. I, if I was a team, a city, a fan in a city that whose franchise just left, I I would not embrace the AAF or the XFL or whatever their league comes in. Last thing before we go to break, let's stick on football. But Jason Witten announced that he's coming out of retirement. He's signing a one-year deal, three point five million dollars with the Dallas Cowboys. He's leaving the Monday Night Football booth. I know that there's a lot of people more happy about that than anything. <laughs> How about the big returns this week? Who are you more excited about, Jason Witten returning or the Jonas Brothers? Well, I'm sure Rachel's more excited about the <laughs> Jonas Brothers. But, okay, uh, maybe not even more excited. Uh, Which matters more? I, I would imagine Jason Witten because I'm, I'm... Well, for you, I mean, for you and me. Well, think of, I didn't. I honestly forgot the Jonas Brothers were a thing. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, I know Nick Jonas tried to make it as a... 
you know, a, a career on his own. And didn't Joe Jonas, wasn't he in that, like, Grease Live thing mm-hmm. or something like that that happened on Fox? It just, it, I don't know, it's like a publicity thing. It's like, see, we're still kind of somewhat re- We're still here. here. Defying logic that we're still here, you know? It just, I, I would say Jason Witten just because it meets more nationally. I just, I... Do you think he's going to be able to do anything? That's what I'm wondering, because 37-year-olds coming out of retirement and playing the position that he does, I know he's, he's one of the all-time greats, but that's tough for anybody to try Especially you took a year off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like you take a year off from anything, you're going to be rusty getting back into it. I mean, even if you're like the best player ever, and it takes you a while to get back into a groove, and he's going to the Cowboys who <laughs> are not... You know, it's not like he's going to a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. He's going to a team that maybe is a playoff <laughs> contender, but they're not going to go far. It just, I don't know, it's like, is he trying to make up for his horrible performance on Monday Night Football and just be like, hey, I, I'm going back to what I did well. <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> lot of NFL insiders think that he might be doing this to try to get a foot in the door as a coach. Adam Schefter, Will Kane all speculate that he may possibly be doing this as a way to get a foot in the door as a coach. There's an idea. Yeah. I, I think he'd be a good coach. Yeah. It, uh, I would say, well, by that logic, Tony Romo could use this commentary to get in the door as a coach. I think he could coach. Yeah. So, I mean, he could be a great defensive coach considering how well he analyzes it. Um, but I I don't know. I, I, I hope that he's can contribute. I don't want him to come back and just be a complete bust and this is right. a just gigantic waste of time for everybody. I mean, he's 37 years old, and you think about the style of football the Cowboys play. They expect their tight ends to get down there block and fight in the trenches like it is a rough style of football to be a tight end for the cowboys you've got to be a man to do that he's a 37 year ago year old guy and he's an all-time great but he's coming off a year and he's in his upper 30s it you know and tight end isn't what kind of we used to be you, you know you have to be able to catch and do well what he does mm-hmm. but you got to be able to hit you got to be able to block you gotta you know spot you know blitzes really well and if you haven't done that for a year, are you, you know, are you going to be that effective at it? And uh, I don't know. It's a question mark. Tell you what, that reminded me. I lied. This is not the last thing before we go to break. <laughs> this is that I actually vote or did a vote on Twitter. Who are you, who matters more to you? That they made the return this week. Jonas Brothers or Jason Witten? Jonas Brothers have fifty nine percent of the vote right now. So. Who's apparently, uh, apparently a lot of 20-year-old Caucasian girls or something. I mean, Or guys who just had interesting tastes in music growing oh, up. <laughs> oh, don't be one of those guys. I, that's weird. That reminded me that I neglected to update the greatest movie of all time poll that we've been doing on Twitter through ESPN UP. Again, the polls are open so you can vote now. Here are the results from last night. We did the bottom half of our basketball bracket. And uh, we'll take a look at today's bracket because baseball, there were so many good movies that we're doing a play-in round for baseball. So we have four of those matchups to vote. It's pretty high-quality stuff that we're doing here, Ryan. Pretty high-tech. So take a look at the results from yesterday, the bottom half of the basketball hockey movie bracket. Space Jam beat Goons, 72% to 28%. Here was a good one. Hoosiers over Semi-Pro, 52 to 48%. 
I don't know. There are that many semi-pro fans out there. I like semi-pro. I, I would have voted for it, but Hoosiers is still one of my greatest of all time. I, had, I abstain from voting, though. Here, I feel like a is. little uh, shameless plug from me. I'm writing a movie column are you? on Sunday all about right. sports movies. So now you get the ESPN-UP perspective, and you get mine. Yeah, so you're going to you influence the vote. <laughs> and I'll, we'll see how that goes. Coach Carter beat the Pistols 78-22% to and slap shot over Celtic Pride 89-11. to so here is what you're voting on today. We have the play-in round for the baseball bracket. You have Pride of the Yankees or Mr. 3000. Mr. 3000 has the early lead. Um, How many people have actually seen Pride of the Yankees? Good question. That's an old movie. It's really old. 1942. I've I think, seen is when it, that and it's out. good. It's but a like, classic. I mean, I'm, even if it's not the Yankees, I, mean, I, mean, I would imagine more people have seen Mr. 3000 than Pride. That's of the an old Yankees. movie too. Not as old, but it's pretty old. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Moneyball against Eight Man Out. Moneyball has the early edge. Mr. Baseball or The Fan? Those two are tied right now. And let's see, The Natural has an early lead over Hardball. So those are the movies that you're voting on this evening. Isn't Hardball that Keanu Reeves movie? Yep, where he coaches the Kikambas. I've never seen it. (laughs) You knew it was Keanu Reeves. That doesn't mean I need to watch it. <laughs> and uh, isn't, what's, isn't Mr. Basil like that Tom Selleck? Yeah, that's that's even an older one. Yeah, that's 80s, 90s, something like that. He goes to Japan and plays. Again, I'm surprised people actually know that movie exists. I actually like that movie. Really? It's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Have you seen all the movies on this list? No. Okay. Not all of them. <laughs> Ryan Stieg, Tanner Hoops in the studio with you. Friday funnies to finish off the week next in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Sports Pen on ESPN-UP, Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Friday funnies to end the week, a developing story. It does sound like Paul Gasol signing with the Bucks. Don't know a whole lot other than that right now, but looks like the Bucks are going to add a veteran piece. Yeah, I just saw the tweet. A Woj bomb. Woj bomb. Of course, out. he's yeah, on it. Yeah, but uh, that just came on the feed, so potential big signing for the Bucks there. Woj is to the NBA what Jeff Passan is becoming to baseball. And what Adam Schefter is to the, <laughs> NH- to the NFL. To the NFL. NHL needs a Woj. Or That's NHL, wrong. did I? Yeah. And, I thought uh, I said uh, NFL. Yeah, yeah, NHL needs a Woj. No. Um, but for the funnies. Yes. Uh, it's kind of a milder one. Uh Okay, so Suns fans waited hours in a Phoenix grocery store for a chance to meet Josh Jackson. Hmm. The fans who showed up, if you bought a 12-pack of the sponsor of the event's beer, Hmm. you got two tickets to the game against the Pelicans. Ouch. Okay? Now, you could... There were four beer-for-tickets events. If you could jump to the front of the line... If you attended the previous three, you could be one of the first to meet Josh Jackson. Well, he didn't show up, and a Suns representative had to come in and basically pay the tab on all the beer that people got. Before you even said that last sentence, I was already so sad for the state of basketball and the fans of the Phoenix Suns. That's so sad. Yeah. You you could get to the front of the line. If you'd attend to meet Josh Jackson, to meet Josh Jackson, it's not even meeting Steve Nash, who's been good for them over the years. Yeah, um, or I don't know, Charles Barkley. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson. 
Yeah. Well, another guy, a Harvard runner, uh, lost his shoe in a 3,000-meter run. Mm. Got about 300 meters in, his shoe fell off, so he had to run on the track mm. for the rest of the race. They said, he said his skin peeled away, Oof. and it was like running on a pebble the entire race. But he won the race oh. and decided to run the 5,000 meter that same day, and he ended up winning that too. <laughs> with so, that a shoe? With a, oh, no, he kept the shoe on that oh, time, okay. but still. Hey, if it's working for you, yeah, you ride I mean, the hot hand. Yeah, but... Uh, they they examined him. They said, if you want to run out, you can. I'm impressed that he actually went back and I did do. it because that's just brutal. Um, Mike McCarthy. Oh, boy. Uh, that's been in the news a lot. Uh, decided to voice his opinion with some high school basketball refs. His stepson um, was in a game. Team lost by one point, And uh, Mike decided to follow the officials after the game and continue berating them, uh, hitting them with... Uh, I want to say questionable language. Let's go with that. And uh, when all out with it, uh, a, plaint, a complaint has been filed with the WIAA, and people aren't happy with that. Fran McCaffrey's pretty proud, though. Yeah, yeah. Pretty happy. Uh, you know, uh, Mike needs something to do. <laughs> he seemed like the perfect basketball stepdad. He's probably let the beard grow out, maybe got a little heavier since he's been fired, and him and that Pittsburgh accent of his going back home and patrolling ang- on ang- the lawnmowers. Ang- ang- angrily sitting on the sidelines <laughs> and high school basketball games. Ugh. Play for the Mets. Ate undercooked chicken and got sick. Uh-oh. As someone who's recently suffered through food poisoning... Mm-hmm. That's not a fun experience. No. Um, prepared it himself. Uh, didn't use a meat thermometer. His logic was it looked white, so he thought he cooked it. And uh, was Do so. Do pr- get white when you cook them? Mm. <laughs> I don't think chicken. Uh, but know. that was his logic. It looked white, so it's got to be cooked through. Took a picture of it, sent it to his wife. Was so proud of the meal he made, and ended up spending the night. Throwing up, basically. So he's basically Pedro Serrano, and they should have gave him a bucket of fried chicken like in Major League. Yeah, that's what they should have done. Yeah. But uh, basically the Mets have said they're going to teach him how to cook so this doesn't happen again. <laughs> so I brought that one specifically because I recently went through food poisoning, and I understand what that guy went through. Mm. But I was not dumb enough to make that mistake and cook it for myself. <laughs> High school kid in Florida crashed through a ceiling during a wrestling match. Oh, through a ceiling? Yeah. Oh. Okay, so there's a wrestling match going on in Florida. There's a s- 40 feet off the ground, okay? Uh, they're messing around on the roof, eight people. Some guy took the kid's phone and threw it. He's crawling on a skylight to go out to get it, crashes through, lands, injured his back. And That's the horrible. Floor. Yeah. My gosh. Uh, it's funny in its own way in the fact the kid was stupid. <laughs> That's dark. You gonna cheer me up? I need something to cheer me up. Yeah, all right. I'll give a little better. But that's what's funny is that a kid did something stupid and uh, crashed through the ceiling on a skylight. And we're gonna end it with Ja Rule. Ah. Um, for people who don't know, Ja Rule was a rapper. <laughs> was being was the yeah. Um, was briefly big in the late nineties, somewhat early aughts. About a year he was hit, and uh, he decided to perform at the, not decided, he was invited to perform at the Wolves-Bucks game in Milwaukee. It was 90s night, and uh, his album, debut album, dropped in June 1999, 
And from people said, the show that he put on was atrocious. <laughs> um, nobody really paid attention to it. Um, Jonas came and warmed up during the show. <laughs> While Ja Rule is still rapping, he obviously doesn't rule anymore, came out and practiced jump shots, and more people are focusing on that than the performance that was taking place at center court. Um, the Timberwolves on Twitter made fun of this, and Ja Rule threw a hissy fit, um, saying, you just jink jinx yourself talking to the G.O.D., uh, and this way, you're cursed now. He said they won't win a title for 30 years. I mean, what kind of curse is that? The Wolves have been awful the most of their existence. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is leaving. Apologize to me, and I will lift the curse. Okay. And uh, Deadspin had a fun little comment when they said, <laughs> this guy's five minutes of fame was because America confused him for DMX. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't uh, he curse the Kings later this week, too? Yeah. If you're going to curse anybody, don't pick two under 500 teams. Yeah, I mean, it was just, I don't understand it. It was, uh, but that was that was my highlight. It was last, last Friday funny, and uh, I, I hope people enjoyed that, because I think that was the funniest one of the week. I'm going to join in with a couple of Friday funnies here in the last minute of the show. This is kind of a mix of funny stat of the day. Philadelphia Flyers okay. will set an NHL record tonight. They're going to start their eighth different goalie in one season. Cam Talbot's finally going to get a shot with the hey. Flyers after being traded for two weeks ago. There you go. Eight different goalies. That's going to be a new NHL record. It's going to break the previous record that was held by the 08 Kings, the 03 Blues, and the 1990 Quebec Nordiques, who, by the way, head coach, interim head coach Scott Gordon, was one of those goalies for Quebec when they set what was at the time a record with seven in a season. Now he's going to coach his team to break the record tonight. Nice. Pretty nice. Kind of, kind of a weird thing. And then my last thing before we go uh, into the weekend, a 60-year-old New York man staged his own kidnapping to avoid paying $50,000 in Super Bowl bets. He was found tied up in his pickup 30 miles north of Buffalo. He said that two men robbed him and took $16,000 from him because they were part of a Super Bowl squares thing or whatever, and... He was not able to pay up, um, so he was just left in his car for two days or whatever. Police found him tied up. I don't know how he got there. It turns out he staged the whole thing, so he didn't have to pay up $50,000. So he's basically like that guy from Empire I'd never heard of before a few weeks ago. And does his own thing. He's inspired by Jesse Small, whatever his name is. This is... A wide variety of Friday fun. It is, isn't it? Uh, we cover everything. We, we covered pretty much every sport we possibly could. Some '90s rapping. A guy who decided to tie himself. <laughs> up. I don't know how he did it. Yeah, no, he managed to do that. And uh, you know, guy who had food poisoning and Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Good, <laughs> good mix today. What is Empire? I didn't even. You've never know what the show is. I've never even seen it. It's no. uh, couldn't tell you what it's, it's about. It's about a music mogul family and uh, their ways and how they're mm. kind of do some shady things. I've only seen a couple episodes, but people have said it's really good. Mm. I just uh, it just never really caught on with me. I never even knew who that guy was before this hoax. Thing. That guy, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know who that guy was either. I knew the two main stars, yeah. but I didn't know who that guy was. We are over time. Ryan, as always, appreciate it. Have fun covering hockey this weekend. A little basketball as well. A little mix. I'll be at Marquette tonight. So, And uh, hopefully see you tomorrow when we're here in Marquette 
taking on the Huskies. Yep. That's it for us in the sports pen. Back to our coaches show in case you missed it. All the best if you're traveling tonight. All the best to your teams in the district titles. This is Tanner Hoops on ESPN-UP, WZAM, Ishpeming, Marquette.